probably very rare nowadays that someone doesn't struggle with social media in the Western world. You have it always in your pocket and it's kind of a tough thing to deal with. And well, you told me uh, recently a little bit about your recent experience there. Um, can you share with, with the listeners, like how did it go for you in the past, I don't know, days, weeks, when was it? And how, how did you deal with it? Yeah, so um, the the problem was on uh, on Twitter, as always. Um, and I have a very uh, positive Twitter experience uh, until now because of somehow I always kind of uh, I'm not involved in these not so nice discussions. But but I, of course, I follow people. And um, at this moment in the React ecosystem, there is this, this uh, discussion going on that uh, we have uh, the React uh, server components and uh, Vercel is really into improving React and, and, and embracing this uh, technology. So if you use uh, Next.js, <coughs> then you uh, can use uh, React server components. And uh, But these, uh, this technology is new and it's not uh, officially um, released yet. It's not stable yet, but still they, they use it. And uh, next to uh, Next.js, yes, we have Remix, which is a, a framework that I, I like very much. And I like also like the people behind it. And um, they also want to use React Server Components, but they don't want to use this not so stable um, uh, React feature yet. So there is some discussion going on on, on uh, how can we then now move forward and, and not wanting to use unstable things. And there's a lot of discussion going on on Twitter. And um, the intentions of these, the, the, the people behind Forcell and a Remix and everything around it is very uh, good. I think they are really trying to make things uh, better. But yeah, I'm. I personally, I'm not working on or working with these kinds of things yet. So I have the feeling I should follow along and listen and, and, and read everything. And but then I think, yes, but it's it feels a bit, well, not negative, but it doesn't feel really very uh, well positive to me, at least, because it's, it's really distracting me from, from other things uh, that I want to follow on Twitter as well. So I, I was a bit frustrated about this discussion. And I thought, OK, I will just wait for these people to figure it out. And then in a few months, they will probably figured it out and then uh, react is uh, all cool again even with, uh, with remix and using all the new bells and whistles and then i will just come back so i just what i did is i i muted a few people in this uh, in this discussion so that my twitter will hopefully become a little bit more uh, clean and focused and, and positive uh, for me because again i think the discussion is positive but just not for me now and uh, yeah that, that's i expect a lot from it in the coming coming time that my twitter will be nicer for me so yeah, that's that's my that's my story. Yeah, you you mentioned like this fear of missing out, right? And maybe some kind of negativity. Is it how are the discussions over there in your React remix, whatever world? Is it you mentioned it's not very maybe constructive, but is it also sometimes toxic, where you think you've read something for a couple of minutes and you are ex exhausted? Yeah. It, it's, it is pretty positive. So, um, for example, uh, Kenshi Dots wrote a blog post why he isn't using Next.js. And then uh, someone from, uh, I think from Forcell wrote a blog post on why they they do use Next.js. And, and these blog posts were very constructive. And also the discussions are very constructive. So in this case, it's not super negative or, or toxic, but it's more indeed like um, 
like uh, yeah, for me, I get a little bit tired of it. I guess that that's more my personal experience. So it's 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 pretty positive. Okay, and uh, that's good to hear. You, there are of course different discussions out there, and in the Rails world, there's of course DHH, who is sometimes tweeting out something fun, and then the world and Twitter explodes. Everything explodes, and. The last discussion, by the way, was maybe you noticed or not. So there was DHH um, and 37signals. They removed TypeScript from um, from one of their gems or libraries in a very kind of lighthearted way. Uh, yeah, way basically. And there was a huge discussion around it. And then the Rails people said that uh, the TypeScript people in the or TypeScript community is kind of uh, very toxic. So that, that was kind of funny because the Rails and Ruby people like to think of themselves as the more uh, friendly community. And I think uh, the TypeScript people, or maybe also, yeah, I think it was where the TypeScript people, they attacked the repositories uh, yeah. of, uh, and span like the, the repositories. But yeah, that's a little bit off topic now. Um, I rarely get into these discussions. I sometimes read a little bit just to see because you hear in a couple of podcasts about it, right? And then I kind of jump in and see, hey, who's writing what? And then sometimes I... I find very interesting things there and opinions, but it's also, I don't have uh, patience for it more than like a couple of minutes or energy even. Yeah. And as you said, my experience on Twitter is mostly positive because I kind of shape it in terms of the content that I'm getting. Um, and for me, so your strategy now to deal with the negativity, the FOMO, the uncertainty was to, uh, to, to mute for now. You're very kind. You're kind of muting for now. And then um, later you, you can come back to the people and see what they're up to. And maybe there will be cool new stuff out there. I think I'm doing something similar, but differently. For me, it comes in waves. I view Twitter, I probably view Twitter more as a place to check out on the topics that I'm currently interested in. So this is my primary use of Twitter and my topics change over the years. And what I do then, I usually follow the people. So my actually, I'm the followee of the people who are um, writing about a topic that I'm now interested in. And I unfollow everyone else. But uh, people that, are, that I'm close to, that are like friends, or for example, you, Baba, I have to admit that I don't follow you anymore, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but you are in the list. Yeah, trying to group 
Twitter kind of also the context. So, um, you know, sometimes I want to check on friends. And so I have a, a list with all my friends that I know close, like, like you. And then I go to the, to the friends list and check out like, what, what, what are they up to? Yeah. And then, then there are all these pros, right? Who write about topics that I'm interested in currently. And this can be APIs or it can be Rails or whatever. And then I have a couple of people who are posting very valuable stuff, interesting things. Um, and I'm following them and it's usually not a lot of people. And if someone starts posting something that's not relevant anymore, then I just unfollow them, put them on the Ruby and Rails list or, or the API list. And then this is how I structure my Twitter. I don't know if it's too complicated, but it's also, it alleviates this um, FOMO basically of, I unfollow this person is this person is gone forever, but maybe I want to check on the person at some point. So by putting it, uh, the person on the list, it feels a little bit weird to talk about it like this, about people like in lists and stuff. But yeah, but at least you're using Twitter and this functionality, uh, I guess, a bit better than I do because I just follow people or not, and that's it. And you also have lists as a as a another way of, yeah. of uh, categorizing and people. So I, it's really uh, it, it's a good tip, uh, I guess. Uh, I can I can just make a list of of this topic and uh, maybe check it out sometimes, and then my main uh, main feed will be, yeah, like you say, temporarily something you're interested in now or people that you will be interested in always anyway. And yeah, that's, that's a good one. But, um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I have like one, two people, non, non developers from the, you know, inspirational world whom I follow and they post rarely. So I, I wouldn't follow someone who's like, Post posting a lot. They sometimes they drop a video, and then it's like a motivational video from a guy uh, whose book I read, for example. Yeah. And I like to have it like sometimes in my feed, but I my brain just can't imagine. Although it's what I have in LinkedIn, in LinkedIn I have just like a thousand people, and there I have just a feed. And I'm actually unhappy about the feed there because yeah, I'm sometimes seeing sometimes very useful things, but I'm missing on a lot of people there because it's just following. And if I'm followed a thousand people on Twitter, I would end up in the same situation where I lost control kind of, I guess. And I, I use it as a way to, to control things. Although yes, probably. Uh, I, I developed this habit earlier, so probably, and I didn't really know about lists. So maybe I could just have following like a thousand people, but then put the people in the list and then follow the list when I'm interested in I, I don't know. It, yeah. There's probably different ways to do that. And mine is not necessarily correct, but uh, I like how it works for me so far. Yeah, I, I guess it's a good point to say that that uh, control and 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 focus are also things to to be aware of what it means for you to have a good better experience, and uh, another thing that I also also always look at, 
on Twitter, on social media, is that if people are being uh, constructive or kind. So, for example, if if DHA says, yeah, I want to drop uh, TypeScript, then I think, yeah, but you do you, whatever you want, right? And I think the, the, the TypeScript people were really afraid. They had like this, this uh, that, that people would not understand what the benefit of TypeScript is because DHA dropped it and then everyone will drop TypeScript and oh no, that, that, that would be very, very unfortunate. But then I think, yeah, we are all um, uh, professionals in, 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 in uh, like limited or more experience, whatever, and we have all of our, our opinions and our preferences. I think everyone will be fine. And I think that um, if as soon as you, you're just being kind and constructive, but also accept from others that they do it in their own way, yeah, I guess then the world in, in general would be a better place. But uh, yeah, it can be very simple. And if as soon as I see people on, on Twitter or whatever, they are being not kind and not constructive, uh, going uh, publicly uh, at the expense of other people doing things or saying things, yeah, then then for me, it's it's already over. So, and that's for me also the difference uh, why the what's happening in the React community at the moment is, again, it feels to me not very negative. negative. It's just at this moment, not the right uh, moment and that's the difference but with, with the typescript thingy which was not always so so nice and and it says a lot about people how they re react or how they respond to the to, to this kinds of these kinds of things and um, yeah. um so the, because I, another drama i remember it was a few weeks ago that djs had a conference talk that they uh, did, did not use any uh, bundling and building uh, stuff uh, for for javascript and then also, uh, but but that's that's fine because if you don't have a lot of JavaScript, then that's fine. Of course, you don't need all these things. But if if you're in the TS uh, TypeScript community, then you will have a lot of JavaScript or even TypeScript. So you need to to transpile it somehow because that's otherwise you cannot use it. So uh, many different people have different problems, and that's all fine. So that also helps, I guess, in 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 focusing and in in uh, getting keeping control of your of your social media is just say okay you they do th what they want and, and other people do this and and what is for me is important i will follow and other other things i'll just ignore and uh, it's just fine yeah yeah totally i can just sign what you said it's about being like friendly kind cool why aren't people just cool and yeah. you know, do like do jokes or whatever but uh, yeah, what, what DHH also mentioned on a podcast about the situation is that he got attacked really badly um, and very aggressively. And still, you know, after so many years of having this technology, we, we can't handle it, it seems like. It's not what people would do in actual life, right? Like attack the person. Uh, I mean, some would, but most wouldn't um yeah of those probably who are doing aggressive things on twitter and yeah I, I like your point and i guess it's basically we can look at this whole thing if you want uh in different perspectives right to get social or to learn for me twitter is more about learning yeah um and sometimes being a little bit social, I like that aspect as well. Um, and so just let's let's view it as a present for ourselves from the universe and uh, tweak it to our needs. And if we experience like 
some weird feelings that we shouldn't, then just get rid of it. But as a developer, I think it's a it's a good tool for for the different aspects, and we should just keep cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, if 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 you have the feeling that you should follow things, but you, you cannot do that, then you also will be fine. Um, as soon as you need to encounter something new, you can also learn it then and not already look into it now because you might need it. No, just just follow now what you like now and what you are enthusiastic about now. And then later, for example, when you change your job or whatever you, then you can always look into things. So there's no need to follow hundreds of thousands of people on, on Twitter because it, you don't have the bandwidth for it. It, it just won't, won't happen for you. And you only get uh, frustrated or, or stressed and everything. And uh, it's a lot about finding what works for you in, in being on social media. So, yeah. Yeah. It's what you also mentioned before was the focus, right? Like, keep your focus, give it a year or half a year focusing yeah. on the topic. And in, in this year or half a year, a lot of frameworks will come up. A lot of uh, libraries will be built in, um, in Rails. A lot of people will say, hey, this is maybe better. Um, and this will happen all the time as a developers. For us, it's like our duty to keep focused, basically, and to learn to, learn to uh, not get distracted. And I'm totally guilty of... Um, jumping between things in my career as an engineer. Um, but in the recent years, I'm pretty steadily doing um, APIs and Ruby and Rails. So these are kind of my things. And of course, I am, I'm swinging around a little bit um, here and there. But I would say it's like the books that I'm reading, the content that I'm ingesting, it's, it mostly goes into one kind of direction. Even if you think about um, the topics that we had on the podcast, like we are doing this podcast for how, how long? Um, a year for a long, for many yeah. decades. And <laughs> yeah. we are remembering all the topics it's you know we're still like you and i we are still doing kind of the same things um, yeah we are exploring as well our it, it's also our duty to know about things in our space um to see like this is really the thing now rails is officially dead like dhh burned it Burn the servers, it doesn't exist anymore. So this is something we need to know this happens, yeah. right? We need to be aware of these things. Uh, but, you know, in your career, and you have even a longer period than I, um, things are pretty steady. Technology stacks are pretty steady over the years, although it seems in the moment that everything is exploding and we need to do this and this and that. But it yeah. is fine to follow a couple of things for a couple of years and then see if you need to re uh, re-educate uh, and getting better in something else yeah 
And and if you talk about focus, then then you can focus on a specific uh, technology on a specific stack, but you can also focus on on concepts. So, for example, if you're in the in the front end uh, uh, world, then you should at least know that there is something like client rendered apps and server rendered apps, and there are many frameworks, and and you know, maybe you you could know a little bit about what the difference is, but maybe not even. Just if you know this and 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 at work or in a new job, you will have a question of which technology should be used. And at least you have a direction and you have some um, some some things to look at to to make the good choice. I guess that so I guess a conceptual uh, level of, of understanding things is, is very important. And next to that, or in, instead of that, you can also just focus on one thing on the react or on rails. That, that's also fine. Um, but I think that that's that can also uh, help that if then at some point you need to know something, but you did not follow it well enough, and then you have to know it, then the, the step to, to really understand it and, and know it and, and learn it, it will be small because you're kind of already knowing what it is, also because of experience and other things that you that you did to do. And um, I was just thinking about this, this interview question that you sometimes get. So uh, what do you do to get uh, to stay up to date in, in, your, in your professional field? And then I, I more and more have the feeling that the answer is not to say uh, what you do to keep uh, updated, but more of what you don't don't do to, uh, to pretend <laughs> not to having too much. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, a great answer, answer, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, then, you show that you you show focus and yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good thing to think about. Like you should write a blog post about it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that that's also uh, yeah that that's also. Um, Whatever your answer will is to this question in your interview, then then it, it should be a, a uh, an answer that that for you is at least good. If if they expect from you that you know all the programming language and all the frameworks, and all the architectures, and you don't, then still it's it's fine. Like I said, it's it's good to focus on, on one thing, and you will you will learn the other things. You will be fine, and or you will just stay in in your comfort zone, right? If you like React, then why just don't then just stay with React or, or Angular or whatever, maybe even older uh, things. It, it's mm. fine, I guess, yeah. Definitely. Do, do you have, when I'm thinking back, I don't have an answer for this, whether you personally have something like, um, it, your focus is React, right? Mostly yeah. client side in the past, let's say, years, yearish. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that's not considering the cool side project stuff that you're doing. But um, do you also have something like an overarching, you know, this higher level thing that you're focusing on? Let's say a certain, uh, yeah, what you just mentioned, like um, architecture or yeah, technique or something like that. Are you feeling most passionate about something there or is it uh, do you like to be more of a generalist yeah well it's all it's all web related so th that's one thing so i'm not into apps mobile apps or into internet of things or these kinds of technical things no it's just web and uh, and what i and then react at work it, it started as a hobby then it became my job so now i have to Apparently, have to find a new hobby. Uh, I like to make a distinction between having a professional tech uh, stack to work on and a 
hobby free time uh, tech stack. They, these I, I found in the last year that they they should be different for me just to, yeah. uh, and that that's that that goes really far. So I'm I'm in my working uh, in my working room now. That's here is where I do my work. And if I yeah. if I code in my free time, I go downstairs in the living room, and that's where I do the the free time coding. And then not only that, also React during work and almost no React in my free time. I do Node, uh, JavaScript, TypeScript, which is a little bit like my work, but I also do Elm. So um, I, I, I really have to, I want to have fun. But but it, it's all uh, web. It's all web related. That That's mm -hmm. my, that's my, and then indeed architecture. But yeah, I also like content creation. I also like to talk about uh, career, about uh, well, what we do in this podcast, right? About more of the lesser technical things, but yeah, it's mainly for me the web. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, that's you? cool. For me, so I'm seeing personally what really helped me as in my career. Let's say if we're talking about careers, I really found it helpful to have a focus on APIs. So it's also web. It's web-based like basically web APIs because API can be anything, right? Yeah. Um, like a library or mobile or hardware or everything has an API. It's actually, yes, it's web APIs. And like, how do you best integrate APIs? Um, because there is a lot of pain around this. A lot of developers feel pain because things break and APIs change and, um, they sometimes suck a lot and you can't really do the thing that you wanted to do. So, um, so basically yeah, creating APIs is another topic, which, and I find there is a lot of space to learn about it and to make it better. I would like to make one perfect API on one perfect API stack. So I have this kind of a kind of drive, let's say to get the puzzle pieces together. And that helped me very much um, to distinct this from, from the technology that I'm working with. So my technology in the recent years is like Ruby and Rails. And having this higher level niche, let's say, is, is very helpful in terms of how you can talk to people, how you can talk to companies, how you can position yourself as well. Um, yeah, that's. Yeah, and um, would would then uh, would that also mean that API focus is for you is bigger and more important than the, the technology you you work with to well to build APIs, I guess, would it be that that if at some point you would find a stack or a language or whatever that fits better with building APIs, you would then sacrifice rails and ruby for it or is it not like that is it a combination that's important yeah i think that the good thing is that you can write apis in different uh, languages and it just happens to be that i'm right now in this ruby Rails space and this is the language of the web so this is the language of um, communicating between servers a lot because well Rails is for building web apps, and it's just a great fit so far. If I would sacrifice it, so maybe even if if I changed um, roles all of a sudden, and I wanted to, 
I would probably do more content in in the language that I'm working in because this is for me. I think I'm a little bit different from what you just said, and I think your approach is very great because what you learn as a hobby, uh, as fun in a new tech stack from what I heard and from what I probably also experienced because I've worked in, in a lot of different tech stacks. It gives you great understanding of the overall field of software engineering, of computer science, and it lets you be more effective you know, with your tech stack that, that you use um, at work, right? And you can agree, like you can tell me if that's the thing, but uh, to, yeah, to finish the question, yeah, I, I tend to still um, do my side projects in the tech that I'm I'm working in. So that's that's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Well, would you would you confirm that the things that you learn uh, in your side hobby projects somehow sometimes translate into your coding at work into and other stuff. Uh, you're new, but yeah, of course, in a uh, in a what's it called, like sub subconscious way, uh, definitely, I guess. So not so I cannot really name an example, but I'm sure that it, it helps your like your 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 general understanding of things. But um, I was having this uh, this morning. I was doing a walk uh, before work, and I had this thought about. So I'm doing Elm. In my free time, which is a functional language for building web applications, and I'm doing, I'm building my side project, which is called uh, Tenda. We talked about it in another episode, which is a yeah. API, uh, it's a framework for for of a library for building APIs, and it's in JavaScript, TypeScript. And um, then I was thinking, why uh, why am I not using all of the concepts that I learn in Elm uh, in my in my side project? Because uh, JavaScript is not a functional language. But you can still use functional things, and I I built this app with JavaScript, with Express and, and, and Node and everything, in a different way. So then I, I realized that I'm not I what I what would be really cool is that I would uh, take over some of the concepts in Elm into my app in JavaScript. That would be like this really cool way of of literally using the things you learn in a different way in a in a project. Where you normally would not perhaps do it, and yeah. um, so then I thought, okay, I should really do a, a podcast about it because uh, it's really interesting to realize if you are learning something new, what are like the concepts you learn from it? Not only the details, but more of high-level concepts, which is in a functional language is pretty specific. And then, and then the question: How can you uh, apply these concepts in uh, in something else? And that could, and this is Elm with with Node, but you can also think of any uh, combination. I mean, you can also say, okay, I want to build like apps in my free time for home automation or something. Um, and in my uh, work, I use React or something. And then how can I? So you can just uh, cross cross uh, what's it called? Like cross intersect any concept or language or whatever you use in many ways. And that that that's the the cool thing, of course, that you can bring in something new that you say to your yeah. team, I learned something which we don't do, but we could have a, we could benefit from it. Functional uh, programming, or it could be anything that you, so I, I think indeed to answer your question, it is a, uh, it is directly or indirectly, it can be really a benefit to, uh, 
to do uh, to use different things in your free time. Uh, but also yeah. uh, for, for for people listening, if if you don't do any coding in your free time, that's also of course fine. So I I really like it. I cannot stop it to to do these kinds of things. So I have to. It's just for myself. I just like it. But if you don't, don't this is fine. Again, if you if you if you're doing things at work and it's all fine and good, and somehow someday you need a new job and you you will need to use another technology, you you'll be fine. You will you will you will get the time to learn it. And if not, then it's the wrong company. So, um, yeah. But but yeah, indeed. To answer your question again, um, there should be a uh, it should be cool if there is some intersection between these these different things you use and uh, yeah 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 for sure um no forcing it mm. and go with the flow <laughs> yeah but by the way um just to sum up what just happened in the last half an hour so we talked about all the all the pain that twitter can bring right and we came to the conclusion that there are different strategies to tailor your feed, to use it as a tool, to be social if you like. Um, but then, yeah, once you, when you notice it, then you should do something about it. And it's kind of still one way to learn about things. And we as developers, we have our side projects, we have things we want to learn, be up to date. But as you said, Bauer, it's important to also um have ways to not be distracted that's also not just be up to date but to keep the focus yep and so we've already started a little bit to talk about our own focuses and basically the things that we are curious about uh, or were curious about i'm wondering like you mentioned your side project um side projects like well, what's currently on your plate um which one have do you have more most fun with at the moment and wh where is it going in the next days weeks yeah the the new thing i started doing last two months is my own uh, podcast like i just kind of mentioned i want to do an episode about it so um what my podcast is that it's called boas briefs and it's a podcast with uh uh, ideally a brief uh, short uh, podcast where I just talk about something that interests me in uh, being a developer and they should be like they are in, in practice they are like 15 minutes long at most so they they should be even shorter ideally but at least I, I try to keep it short and th this is my newest uh, thing that I started doing and uh, I talk about uh, content creation about career about um yeah just being a developer and, and um the next episodes uh, I, I had like a writer's block in the last two weeks uh not writer's block but speaker's block or something and uh but, <laughs> but i i was really thinking about so i also want to talk about coding about programming because that's also something i like to do and i so i i thought of some topics uh related to functional programming and elm for example, that I could talk about, and uh, yeah, this this is really nice for me. Um, the the big thing about this podcast is for me is that if I write a blog post, that takes me like several evenings to write and restructure everything, and that's I think a problem in itself. I should not do that. I should just keep it short and, and simple and, and just uh, ship the the thing. But with these podcasts, for me, it is easier. I just make some notes and I just start talking. I, I do a little bit of editing sometimes. 
and I have a new podcast uh, online. And they are in general, they are uh, for, for what I for what I want to achieve with it. They are fine for me. Uh, I'm pretty satisfied with them. I, I can always improve, and I will. But but uh, uh, it, it's for, for me, it's really easy, a quick way of of creating content and talk about, think about things that I want to. Uh, that, I, that interests me. So that, that's my, uh, and I also have some other things that are going on, but this is the main thing for me because it's new and uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty, uh, yeah, uh, exciting for me. And uh, again, it's called uh, Boas Briefs and uh, you, can, you can look it up in, on, on Spotify or whatever uh, podcast app you use. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's my thing. I don't think it's whatever podcast app you use, but uh, it's great. Uh, listen to it. It's really cool. I just wanted to, have a feature request there for you because I think it's only on uh, Spotify so far. That's the only place where I found it. And oh. I had a feature request for you to um, to have it on Overcast. I think we need to do something extra there, at least for oh. Apple. If you want to have it on Apple Podcasts, you need to register it uh, there. This is what we did with this uh, Curious Colors Chronicles podcast as well. Oh, uh, yes. so if you can bring it to Overcast, I love it because I get also notifications about it. Um, I'm not as heavy user for Spotify podcasts, but I'll look into it from now and then. Especially, I have another feature request uh, <laughs> or an episode request, let's say. Yeah, please. Uh, well, a technical one, right? You, you want to do technical stuff. So yes. you have all this experience. Um, uh, working in React, and I'm sure you had to integrate APIs. And I would like to hear from an API integrator. What were the most painful, I don't know, three things that you experienced? Or even one thing, but yeah, whatever you like best um, uh, when integrating APIs. That's yeah. Imagine you need to get information from this API. What yes. was the um, biggest pain point for you? I, I'd be very grateful if uh, there would be such an episode on yeah, the briefs. I, I like that. Uh, I like that. I like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I will do that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. And how about that, you? But uh, are you also um, coding? Yeah, still uh, working on my uh, Temba project, so I want oh, that's to. That's awesome! Uh, I, I love that project. You know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. I decided to go towards a version uh, 1.0, so to to uh, come up with this uh, interface, like this is it. And if I now change things, it will be version two. But uh, and uh, one of the things I added uh, recently, or I'm adding in this, in this moment, is uh, JSON schema validation. So what you can do is you can just define your own JSON schema. Per uh, resource, and then uh, it will you, you just get a bad request if you uh, if you send the wrong uh, data to the to the API, and um, that 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 saves you a lot of uh, programming you otherwise would have done need to do yourself, and then you can just focus on the more specifics of what you need. But then it makes that uh, this project is even it's even easier for you to uh, to create APIs with it. So that that's really uh, also something pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, just Elm having fun. I, I built my own to-do app, 
just to get to get uh, like an overview of my to-dos in, in my house of things I want to do here and everything. And that's something mm -hmm. I have to build myself because I'm a developer and all of these to-do apps, they are not good enough for me. So I just build it myself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'm using Elm for the front end and I use Temba as, as my, my as my back end. So I also have a eating my own dog food there and, uh, and can improve and can add features as I as I see fit and as I need them. And uh, yeah, that's that works great. So uh, yeah, that's also exciting. Oh, cool. Yeah, then we will have you present the MVP at some point here yep. on the show um, yep. and talk about it. Why, at least partly. Why the world needs another to do. <laughs> to do yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, for me, um, I think we talked about it already that I started um, working on a new API, which I'm very happy about to work on the world's number one all-in-one marketing platform API. Um, that's a pretty fun challenge. And I'm now in more, of course, um, motivated, let's say, uh, to, to learning more about APIs, about API design, about the whole puzzle thing, right? Like security design, whatever makes it uh, developer experience, um, testing, automation, um, all these things, right? There's a whole puzzle around it and exploring the, the individual puzzle pieces is what I want to do in the next, time focus on it as we talked about it yeah uh, and i'm i actually i just had this idea i think yesterday while trying to you know organize my thoughts so i'm a little bit like you when writing and i don't think it's a, actually a bad thing i think some writers are more skilled in short form writing some writers are extremely skilled in tweet writing, which I'm definitely not. Maybe I can learn it. I haven't in the past eight years. Um, but long-form writing is something that I I'm naturally tend to do, let's say. And then, yeah, sometimes, okay, you had a speaker's block for two weeks. I had a writer's block for seven months. <laughs> uh, no, I had actually, the funny thing is I still write, but I write somewhere. Um, I had a publishing block or I didn't really want to publish anything basically um, that's coherent, that, that has a coherent message for some reason. Um, so now I'm getting into the groove again. I recently had a blog post, uh, recently, yesterday, a, uh, new blog post published. And now I'm going to focus more and more on, um, creating API content. And yeah, uh, I had just this idea just yesterday, um, to create little APIs to show different aspects, for example, of API design patterns or yeah, cool. what makes a good API, for example. Yeah, I like also your Tenba thing uh, in terms of this is the easiest to integrate in the world with API, probably. 
right? Yeah, yeah. You just connect to it and then you drop data into it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so I'm inspired by this one as well. And I'm thinking about doing this and getting into the groove there and having about like 4,865 APIs by the end of next year. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. But I, I can imagine that having building these small apps to, to focus on a specific problem, I can imagine, uh, per, per API that can really help people to, at least for me, that, okay, so what about security? Oh, uh, let me look at this example. Oh, this is how you can do security. Uh, what, how about something else like the rate limiting or whatever you want to do? Uh, and having it small contained examples, then then you know the concepts because, again, concepts are, I guess, very important. And then you can then translate it into your own app you're building, and that should it's probably very big. But you've seen these specific problems in in, 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 uh, in isolation. And then some of these things maybe are not your problem, so you don't need them, but at least it's easy to digestible, I think. That, that sounds really, uh, if that's what you mean, then it sounds really good. Yes, uh, yeah. yes. And it seems to me like it's also more fun and more interactive as a content piece. Yeah. Because, you know, I started working on this project and w there are a couple of things like that are, that would make cool, coherent content pieces, for example, how to launch your public API in a good way, like a checklist. Yeah. But then first I wanted to tell people, hey, what's a good API? It has to be like, it has to bring value, it has to be operational, it has to work, it has to be simple to learn, it has to be expressive so you can do stuff with it that you want to do. And um, all these things, I wanted to describe them. So I started writing in my little notebook and uh, like not the little, uh, online. And I'm putting this together and seeing that I will just write a lot of text. Uh, like, am I writing a book? Is this what I'm doing right now? And I thought, no, I don't want to like have walls of text. I don't want to like kill people with text. And I made myself a rule um, and I, I I hope I can follow it and I'll share how it goes, but I made myself a rule that I won't write a post without writing code first or without building something first, because yeah. that's just not f as fun. I, I imagine it's also not as fun to consume, just to read, hey, this guy thinks like this is a good API or uh, yeah, yeah, whatever, right? But, and then, it's much more fun when I can show people, even like an article, what's a valuable API. You can, you know, do fun stuff there by creating an API and showing, hey, this kind of brings business value, if, even if it's imaginary. Or you can say, this is an operational API. It returns uh, 42 when you ask for it. But yeah. here, um, when you hit this endpoint, you will see that at second five, it times out. And that's not an operational API anymore. Or it gets very slow, but returns um, a val this value after 10 seconds. But that's also not operational because it was agreed to return later. So yeah. you can do all this cool stuff around it. And instead of just writing and bore people to death with yet another um, you know, like 
text. Yeah. Um, doing something like this. I, I think that that's the direction I would love to go. It's more effort, but it's make it higher quality, more fun. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So uh, Rich is the, the API guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keeping with, with it. Yeah, and and focus again is is if 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 they know yeah Rich he, he is the API API guy then then yeah then that that's good right it's it's enough you don't have to be and the Rails guy and the React guy and the whatever guy no just APIs and yeah yeah I like them I like them. Um... You can also be the API guy in the Rails world. Yeah, yeah. But then, because in the end, you know, but you're right, it, totally. Um, I, I like this higher level yeah. niching in. Yeah, if, um, if anything, well, maybe everything, but if anything, it can be uh, language or framework agnostic, then it's, it's API because it's the web, it's the HTTP spec that that's what we are kind of trying to to follow in in whatever we whatever works for what we need and if you build that with rails or with node uh, we are solving the same problems and um, yeah. um th that's that's so cool about the web but especially about web apis is that it's it's really like this general way of doing things and and everyone does it and everyone solves the same problem so if you can explain how to solve these problems and you use rails then I guess everyone can translate it to their own language because they now know conceptually what it is. And that that's very, uh, yeah, that, that's really looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. Cool. yeah, I think yeah. It, it's kind of cool that Rails uh, or Ruby is considered like a very human readable language. Yeah. Um, although when I learned programming, I ran over Ruby code. I learned Java. That was my first language. And when oh. I ran over Ruby code, that was very difficult. Even with a little bit of Python experience, I think I still found it difficult. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let's see how yeah, it Yeah, I think um, that if things can be difficult, just because you just started out and you just started out with some specific language. So I think if you're 10 years into or 20 years into your career and then oh, yeah. it's less difficult to switch languages. And I think it can be, it can just be because you're just not experienced in general, I guess. So, yeah, because for, for example, mean, yeah. Java is much more complicated than, than, than Ruby, I think to, to read, but yeah, if you're used to Java and you can't do anything else, then yeah, then indeed it can be a bit, a little bit difficult to learn Ruby. That, yeah. Yeah. I am eight years in now. And just to give you an example of what you said, I read the. API design patterns book, or I started reading it two years ago. I made it halfway through and it's in TypeScript. And now I'm reading it again. And now two years later from six year experience to eight year experience or three years, two, three years later, I'm now understanding much, much better what he's trying to say with all these, with the code that he's showing and with the interfaces and he's trying to express something. And yeah. when I read this back like three years ago with already like five, six years of experience, I still, it, kind of, it didn't click. It was, now it kind of 
every uh, code section clicks kind of I understand yeah. like where he is although he doesn't like explicitly say like i'm here i'm showing client code here or server code every time i'm seeing this i remember this confusion back to use and now i'm kind of seeing this so it's basically building up and it's yeah totally when, when you just start everything new is kind of yeah it's a killer you, you can you can now you can now read through the through the code instead of at the code i think it's something like that at least because i when i started with elm last year elm is totally different from from javascript it it, it looks a little bit more like ruby maybe but it's also very readable and uh, if I think about it, so what are the concepts and, and the language syntax and everything I use? It's it's completely different from what I do in, uh, or at least pretty different from React or JavaScript or whatever. But still, uh, I'm just doing it, and that's not because I'm just such a great developer or something. No, it's just because of experience. You at some point you it just becomes easier. That's an, again a reason, also to not not saying you should code in your free time, but but that that can be a reason to to. Uh, encourage people, I guess, to indeed learn more languages, multiple languages or multiple frameworks, just because of your general yeah, ability to, to learn quicker and, and gain new insights. And so, yeah, focus is good. Uh, a little bit of sidetracking sometimes is uh, maybe even a little bit better, but yeah, <laughs> still focus. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's um, a lot of developers actually talk about how beneficial this is and there is yeah. all even this book right seven languages in seven weeks so yeah, yeah that's a i think it's a great way to to end this episode and yep. to kind of say um focus is good but sometimes some distraction is can also be very beneficial so, yeah and fun and fun yeah that's yeah. important i guess yeah yeah Fun with it because if you serve as a language, then and it's not fun, mm. then you might, yeah, you might need some time there. Yeah, cool, man. Then, yeah. uh, see you soon again and have fun until then. Yep, bye bye. Bye.